to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 10th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. We only have 21 more days of 2018. Wow. That, yeah, it's uh, crazy. Three weeks from today, you're right. Yeah, and I'm uh, Broadway star's James Marino. Yeah, I get three weeks from today is New Year's Eve, so that would be the last day. So that's uh, that's nuts. Time flies when you're doing a podcast every day. What are uh, you doing, doing New Year's Eve? I not a clue in the world. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm mentally preparing myself to go to Broadway Con a week afterwards because uh, uh, it's going to take me some time. When is Ohio uh, State playing? On New Year's Day, play New Year's, New Year's Day. Day in the Rose Bowl against the Washington Huskies. So. Urban Meyer's final game, good riddance to bad rubbish, and uh, we'll move on from there. But not not any college football this week, James, except for Army versus Navy. Army won for the third straight year after losing the previous 15 to mm. Navy. But again, neither here nor there. But we did have some stuff in the feed over the weekend. As we mentioned on Friday, we had uh, Jan Simpson's latest episode of Stagecraft featuring the playwright author or um, uh, attorney turned playwright <laughs> Christopher Demos Brown of American Son. Then later in the day on Saturday, I spoke with uh, Francis Zhu, the one of the stars of Wild Goose Dreams, currently playing at the Public Theater through this coming Sunday. He was fantastic. Uh, just so I, I love talking to really smart actors because one, they generally think about art at a different level than those of us who kind of talk about the nuts and bolts of it every day. So I loved hearing his conversation. And if you get a chance to see Wild Goose Dreams, uh, definitely go over and check it out because it just seems absolutely fascinating. And I'm and I'm super disappointed that I didn't get to see it. Uh, and then, James, on Sunday, you, Peter and Michael got together and talked about a number of different things, including network uh, the Share Show, Slave Play, which we're going to talk about here uh, at the end of the episode, as well as the new recording that was released this past week of the City Center Encore's production of Lerner and Lowe's uh, Brigadoon. I think it was like their concert gala last year, uh, starring Kelly O'Hara and Patrick Wilson and Stephanie J. Block and many others. So what uh, out of those conversations, James, stuck out with you from this week on Broadway? We spent a, a large portion of this week on Broadway talking about network and whether it was good or not. Okay. Uh, and, um, and it's hard to give a, a simple answer about whether network is good. Uh, I think we all agree that Brian Cranston is an absolute must-see whether or not you think that network is good, you must go see Brian Cranston. I think we all agreed that... Uh, some of the casting and concept of how to do the show was not our bag of chips. Um, so, uh, but we talked a lot about network and then we talked about the share show uh, and just amazingness of Stephanie J. Block, you know, uh, which is yep. all expected. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to be in town for uh, Broadway Con, so I will be looking to try to figure out a way to get uh, network tickets because it's pretty much sold out the entire time. So anybody over at Polk, hit me up. I will be glad to uh, to see it. Hey, your name yes. is Matt. It is. And Matt Polk's name is Matt. Yes, we have different last names, though. Oh, well, that's not going to help. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good try, though. I, I like where your head's at. All right. You know, I'm just trying to think out of the box here. Um, Much you know, walk up to the box office and you're like, hello, I'm Matt and I know Polk and, uh, and things like that and <laughs> yeah. see if they'll give you a ticket. Yeah. Matt, I know Polk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, that's worth a try. Exactly. I related to James Polk. <laughs> 
I do a podcast with a guy named James. There you it's go. all related. Yeah. Six is degrees. J- is James Polk one of the presidents from Ohio? Maybe. I don't oh, know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is that Jan Simpson stagecraft, please do not miss it. If you're gonna so skip good. if you're gonna skip a podcast, skip this one in order to listen to her. Cause, or, or just listen to all of them. Yeah, well, ideally listen to all of them. But Jan Simpson stagecraft, her her interview this weekend was just it, it's just we're, we're so fortunate, just yes. so fortunate. And right. she, she's going to be with us at BroadwayCon, so come and see us uh, and Jan, who is yes. going to elevate the intelligence level and compensate for you and me. I. That's the reason that we keep her around is because she makes us look good. (laughs) All right. So first up in the news, um, Waitress makes its dinner BFF announcement. Diner. Diner Diner BFF announcement. Yeah. So I got to say, I was not 100% correct in my Miss Theo, Mm. uh, Miss Cleo uh, predictions. However, I got quite a bit right. And I think there is still one other facet of my predictions that very well Mm -hmm. could be true. So as was teased on Friday morning, Waitress, the Broadway musical, made an announcement of two new cast members joining the production. And they are, as they promised, BFFs, so to speak. I got one right. The show's composer and former star Sarah Bareilles, she is coming back into the diner. But instead of being joined by Jason Mraz and his tour schedule really threw me off. I thought I had it down. Hmm. Um, She's going to be joined by a different BFF, someone who they actually in the press release supplied pictures of them on vacation together to prove that they were, in fact, friends. Uh, and that is none other than Tony Award winner Gavin Creel. He will be uh, joining Sarah Bareilles as Dr. Pometer. The pair will play the show from January 7th, like I said, after the holidays, through early February, like I said, February 3rd. So I got the Times and the Jenna correct, not the Dr. Pometer. And I also predicted that the show would close on February 3rd or whenever they ended their run. That has not yet been announced, James. But I'm not sure that it's not going to be announced because that February 3rd date is getting to the point where a show would have to close to get something else into the theater before um, in enough time to do the tech and the in the previews and, and, and open before the Tony eligibility deadline. So while as of now, Waitress is not closing. I think it might. In a in a statement, Sarah Bareilles said, it's Waitress's third anniversary on Broadway. To celebrate, I'm putting on the apron once again alongside one of my besties. We are launching the celebratory anniversary year with a limited engagement return to the diner with one of my dearest friends, Tony Winter Gavin Creel, as Dr. Pometer. She then goes on to talk about the fact that there are three different productions of Waitress that will be going on around the world, including the upcoming London one. Um, so, James, this is, you know, I've seen waitress on broadway i saw it with stephanie torns who will be playing the role of jenna uh starting tomorrow through the time when sarah Bareilles comes back but i really think i might want to try to see it with sarah like i feel like that's yeah. a special thing mm-hmm. where i kind of have to so now uh, when i'm in town for broadway con i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to snag a ticket uh to see her because she's one of the apps my absolute favorite celebrities in the world uh, not only for her talent but just she's funny and smart and Gavin Creel. I mean, it's Gavin Creel. So uh, I feel like this is a a win-win for Broadway folks, whether or not this is the duo leading the show that Waitress goes out on. So a couple of things. Gavin Creel, didn't we talk about him as being a possibility for Pimpernel? 
we did. You're right. Uh, but Pimpernel is later in February, I believe. Correct. Okay. I, I don't know because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't maintain any of that stuff in my head. I count on you for that. You're my Google my, – my Broadway Google is – that's why I text you all day long and ask you <laughs> stupid questions. <laughs> Pimpernel is going to be uh, – yes, February 18th. So there's plenty of time. Well, February 3rd to 18th and, you know, if they announce the February 3rd, will they extend two weeks? Will it sell out at the end? Things like that. But the other point that, you know, whether something needs to close in February so something else can get – they can get out and somebody else can get in and tech and things like that. I want to talk about the April schedule. April 11th is Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. April 16th, Burn This. April 17th, Hades Town. April 18th, Hillary and Clinton. April 22nd, All My Sons. April 23rd, Tootsie. April 24th, Inc. April 25th, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> and that's the cutoff date for Tony Awards. So that's a really tight end of April. So if something's going to happen in that theater, it's we got to hear about it like pronto well i gotta say james it it doesn't happen often but there have in recent years maybe once each of the last two or three years we've had two shows open Mm -hmm. on the same day usually it's a sunday so one will actually do like an afternoon opening and then one an evening opening but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that multiple shows can open uh on the same day and i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna throw this out there waitress was directed by diane paulus Mm mm-hmm there is another Diane Paulus that, a show that might be currently having a lab in New York following an out-of-town tryout at ART in Cambridge, Massachusetts, the same home where Waitress came from. So if Waitress were to close on my assumed day of February 3rd, maybe they might just say, hey, Diane, you know this theater very well. You have brought one show in. Uh, and it's done. Uh, had a pretty successful recouped run there. Why don't you bring in the other one? I don't. I, I don't know if that'll happen. I. But you know, if it does, it seems like a fairly good idea to replace one Diane Paulus show with another. All right. And I know. Anyway, so uh, we have. <laughs> I a... got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, okay. So we should Dave, have had Dave Coulier got it too. <laughs> so we had we should have had Robbie on tonight because we're talking about Grammy nom- Grammy nominations. But maybe we'll try to get Ro- Robbie on uh, before the actual Grammys and uh, give us a lowdown on what he thinks about the uh, Grammy nominations for in the cast album category. Yeah, he's going to be incredibly biased because our of friend Robbie Bazell is uh, the A&R director for Broadway Records. And they had two of the nominees in the Grammy category for Best Musical Theater Album. Those nominations for all of the categories were released on Friday. And in that musical theater category, there was The Band's Visit, Carousel, Jesus Christ Superstar Live and Concert, My Fair Lady, and Once on This Island. The latter two of those were produced by Broadway Records. Um, also in the musical-ish genre, Shallow from A Star is Born was nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Duo Group Performance, and Best Song Written for Visual Media. The Greatest Showman, Pasig and Paul movie musical was nominated for best compilation soundtrack for visual media. And this is me, of course, performed by Kiala Settle was nominated for uh, from the soundtrack was nominated for best song written for visual media. Barbara Streisand, uh, her her 
album, The Music, The Memories, The Magic, is nominated for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Um, and I'm sure if we scoured the rest of those Grammy nomination categories where there's like 5,000 uh, uh, different categories and they're all kind of weird and bizarre, uh, we could find a few more musical theater connections. But that's a that's a pretty good start. The uh, The 61st Grammy Awards will be broadcast from Los Angeles on Sunday, February 10th, just a week after Sarah Bareilles closes Waitress um, on CBS at 8 p.m. So congratulations to all of those shows. I I, I think, though, James, I'm a little I'm a little confused. Maybe if we do talk to Robbie, he can explain to me. I I guess I get why Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert is in the musical theater album category, but I I really don't like. Uh, if you're saying that Greatest Showman is in the the best soundtrack for visual oh, media, yeah. isn't that what Jesus Christ Superstar is? It's just a different visual media. Like I to me, it's a little weird that Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert, which was a television program, is in a musical theater category, even though, again, I understand it's a musical theater piece, but it was on TV. So I'm a little confused as to how that works. I'm sure there are very clear rules uh, in the Grammy guidelines, but it just seems a little odd to me that we're saying the band's visit is up against a TV show. Mm. I, You know, I hadn't thought about that, and that's really interesting and makes my head hurt. <laughs> well, the last time we had Robbie on to explain how the voting worked for yeah. uh, Grammys, it made my head hurt, too. Hmm. So uh, while I say that it could be that Robbie might be biased, I think he's – I think he is one of the smartest people out there uh, and that he might be very opinionated. He might – and he might have positive things about – things that uh broadway records didn't uh didn't do so yeah. I, I, I no he's uh, great yeah, i'm yeah. just kidding he I know. he, support, just he supports cast albums yeah. uh, across the board he's uh, he's global he's he's not mr 305 he's global <laughs> so um all right why don't you give us this week's theatrical schedule Okay, there's, again, not a ton going on, like, in terms of openings and previews because we're in the thick of the holiday season. But I do want to tell you about some openings and some preview stuff on Broadway and then tell you some uh, off-Broadway closings. First up, James, the theatrical event of the season. I know. We might have Tom to hold on Tuesday night. Yeah, we're definitely holding until we get these reviews because Tuesday, December 11th marks the Broadway opening of Reuben and Clay's first annual Christmas Carol Family Fun Pageant Spectacular Reunion Show on the Broadway. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, there are a ton of Broadway folks uh, were showing up there this week. So it seems like they got some tickets and some people were talking about it. I saw a little bit of a, a curtain call video that is a little different curtain call. It's more of a concert. Like, Hey, let me introduce everybody. You know, it's, it's a concert. That's what they do at concerts. Uh, the sets looked interesting. I couldn't get a clear view because the camera was shaking on the video that I saw, uh, but it wasn't just a bare bones thing. They had a, decent looking uh, cartoonish uh, artistically designed set. So good for them. I, look, this thing's crazy and weird and I don't understand why they're doing it other than for the hope of touring it in the future. But I got nothing against Ruben and Clay. I'm happy for We talk about all the time how we want theaters to take risks on one off shows like this. So wish them the best. Can't imagine it going well, uh, either in terms of reviews or box office, but uh, I, I hope it does nonetheless. Then 
The following night, a more traditional Broadway fair begins previews uh, at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater, uh, Manhattan Theater Club's Broadway, uh, I guess it's not revival, but it's a return engagement from the off-Broadway show a couple years ago of of Choir Boy. James, I'm super excited about this one. Um, That will begin previews on Wednesday. The following night, Thursday night, To Kill a Mockingbird will officially open after about four months of previews at the Schubert (laughs) Theater. Um, under the direction of Bartlett Shear, uh, Aaron Sorkin's adaptation of the classic novel stars, of course, Jeff Daniels, Sia Keenan-Bolger, Gideon Glick, um, a number of other folks. And I saw an early preview, the second preview, and I thought you could have opened it that night and it would have been one of, if not – uh, I, I think the ferryman is probably the, the front runner for, for best play this year. But To Kill a Mockingbird is, even on that second preview, very much deserved to be in the conversation. Um, and then, James, you got like five days left. Not going to happen. Five, I, I've, you've got, he's off my Christmas list. He's <laughs> not getting a card this year. Yeah, because on Saturday, December 15th, Springsteen on Broadway officially closes. It's about a year and a half run in James Marino, Broadway Titan, drama desk voter, legend in the theatrical I'm not even watching on Netflix. Yeah, you are. Um, (laughs) He did not see it. I'm shocked and appalled, and I blame Jordan Roth. First Uh, show in 20-some-odd years. Really? Oh, man. Because I remember you, like, I know you've paid to see shows in the past. Like, I know you had to pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're opposed to paying for things. Wow, that's awful. How dare you, Bruce? Um, But then on Sunday, we have three shows that I want to call attention to that are closing off Broadway. One is Wild Goose Dreams, which I mentioned at the top of the show. Reiterate, go see it. Um, Also closing is Lewiston and Clarkston and Apologia. Uh, So check those out. And uh, I'll have links to all those shows. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I actually don't know. I don't either. Like I like every time I hear someone talk about it, they say it differently, and I just don't care because it's closing. Um, anyway, so we'll have links to all of those in the show notes for so you can check them out. You know, uh, on this week on Broadway, I I, I, I uh, I'm going to get it wrong again. Rick Ellis, not Rick Elise. I keep on saying yeah, Rick Elise, and 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 we said it like four or five times uh, this morning when we were talking yeah, about share. Uh, the share show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, we, it, look, if 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 Stoke Aired Chonning wants to come on and tell me how to correctly pronounce it, I will be glad to listen to her. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Matt, what else do you have? OK, just a few more stories. Again, talking about Rick Ellis here in a second. But um, first up on Friday, we learned that Jonathan Van Ness, I think that's how you pronounce it, the star of Netflix's reboot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, will join Mario Cantone, Rachel Dratch, Susan Lucci, Michael Yuri, and others for the December 17th performance of Celebrity Autobiography on Broadway. We also learned last week. That former Law and Order star Catherine Irby will lead Roundabout Underground's upcoming production of Something Clean by Selena Fillinger. She will be joined under the direction of Margot Bordelon by Daniel Jenkins and Christopher Livingston. The show will begin performances on May 4th and is currently scheduled to play through June 30th. On Friday, the New York Theater Workshop announced that the world premiere of Jeremy O. Harris's The Slave Play, which you guys talked about uh, on this week on Broadway, has been extended through January 13th. Now, James, I haven't listened to this week on Broadway yet but when this got extended it was one that i wanted to hop on and get tickets when i'm in town for broadway con did uh peter and michael give it thumbs up thumbs down what did they say um well i would buy tickets as soon as we stop recording 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Peter and Michael gave it a total rave, and in fact, we didn't even know it. Ha- we didn't realize it had extended, so I have to change that on the uh, thing. It was originally through December 30th, so when's it going now till? January 13th. January 13th. Oh, just two weeks? two extra weeks. Yep. Okay. So going into the 2019. So yeah, no, absolutely okay. go see it. And in fact, so- I... I um, uh, I lost the RSVP in, in my avalanche of emails, and I went and found it after this week on Broadway. Well, if you want to go uh, when I'm in town for Broadway Con, if they'll let you, I'll go with you. Yeah, if they'll <laughs> let me is the, is the, is the key phrase <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, because it's like the week it's closing. I don't think we'll yeah. do them any good. But anyway, um, getting back to the, the great and wonderful Rick Ellis, last week we learned the cast of the world premiere musical My Very Own British Invasion, for which Rick, who wrote the book, of course, to the Share Show and Jersey Boys, um, he, he wrote the book for that, and it features songs from the British Invasion. Uh, the show is directed by Jerry Mitchell and will feature Brian Fenkart, uh, Kyle Taylor Parker, Connor Ryan, Erica Olson, and more. We will have the complete cast list in the show notes. The musical will begin performances on January 31st and is scheduled to run through March 3rd. And finally, this is an interesting one that came uh, from the New York Daily News on Sunday. Uh, John Krakauer, the author of the novel Into the Wild, which I thought was – what was I, I always get it confused with Call of the Wild, but Into the Wild is a book that came out in the mid uh, mid nineties. He is suing playwrights Nikos Toskaleskos and Janet Alarod uh, for using the name of his book in their musical adaptation of the life and death of Christopher McCandless. Uh, Krakauer's book was based on McCandless's life, and he had previously given permission to the playwrights to use uh, his book as the as the roadmap and the title for them to write a musical about it. They originally had the world premiere for this show in 2017, but earlier this spring, apparently the author uh, filed suit claiming that he found the script objectionable and wanted them to remove the title of his book from the show. No details on what exactly he didn't like about the show were provided, but after initially removing the name from the production, the playwrights put it back on and are still calling it into the wild, perhaps colon the musical. Um, because they say they have the right to do that because of their agreement with McCandless's parents. So this will be interesting. Um, we've seen a lot of of things like this over the years. There was one about what was the one they sent? Like two people were doing mu- musicals about a movie where people sent a rocket up or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Out in Los you know Angeles. Talking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, this one will be interesting. We'll keep you up to date. This was a turned into a movie in 2007 that got that was an Oscar nominee for Best Picture as well. So should be interesting. I don't really know that I want to see a, a musical about a guy uh, starving and dying in the Alaskan wild front uh, because he uh, was lost in an avalanche. But whatever. Um, anyway, if you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. What was the Adam Gettle uh, musical in the cave? Uh, Floyd Collins, Adam Gittle's musical. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the death of uh, Floyd Collins in Cave City. So, yeah, I mean, um, parents gave them the rights. Is this uh, Christopher McCandless underage, or do his parents have the rights to give the rights? Like, this is going to be well, the they... only people going to be happy here are the lawyers. Are yeah, absolutely. Initially, the playwrights had um, reached an agreement with 
uh, Krakauer, the author and the, the the trust or the organization set up um, in McCandless's uh, name. He died of starvation in the remote wilderness of Alaska in in 2000 or, uh, at the age of 24 in 1992. So I'm imagining when they say the parents, it's actually the oh, organization. The parents of the client uh, of the man of the who boy. died. Correct. Yes. Not correct. the parents of the uh, of the author. <laughs> of the yeah, author. No, no, okay. Sorry. That's yeah. that's what I was confused. About. All right. Yeah, All right. No We're all on the same page here. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, get us out of here. All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for starting off your Monday with us, and Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>